I'm thinking of two immediately, and neither of their names yeah. come up. And uh, what is it, Piper Nevin? Yes, yes Piper, Piper Nevin. Um, I, I wanted to say Jordan Grace, and obviously I knew that was wrong. But yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean they've got some people. I know Tony Storm just came over too. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, the only the yeah. only other one of name of name notability, I think I think that would be Zaya Brookside. Um, Mm-hmm. But then again, you're looking at less than a dozen women in in your women's division, um, you know. And I know they've been trying to get Kaylee Ray over for the Rumble the past two years, and just hasn't worked out. But yeah. um, maybe it's for the best. She comes over and dips her toe in the American waters, and that also gives us another outstanding women's heel in there in her division. Great segue to this week's episode of NXT. Um, right off the do, bat, do you want to go in order, or do you want to talk about that uh, heel that I think you're alluding to, the new, uh, new female heel? Uh, we'll save it for now. I don't, okay. I don't want to give everything away for free. Um, <laughs> so right off the bat, we get the new NXT logo. We've got all the new, uh, and last week we got the new graphics also. Um. And then now we get the poppy theme um, as the main theme, um, which I think are all great, great additions to the to the show overall. Um, and that's the thing that NXT always does is that is they're constantly changing. And I think that's what keeps them kind of in the forefront of everything. Um, Kyler Riley kick, kicks it off. Um, he goes to call out Karrion Cross, so that looks like our next feud. Uh, but he gets interrupted by Cameron Grimes. Um, he wants them to work together. They both do the to the moon. Um, and then Kyler says, oh, I'm cleared for action. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, let's see who my first opponent is. Like, it was a very almost, like, smarky promo. <laughs> And I honestly didn't like it. I don't. I don't love Cool Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, he is great. Promos he is are not great. His bag. No, you know what? He actually is a great promo a lot of the times. I just am not digging this character. I mean, you go back and look at a lot of his Ring of Honor. Mm. Um, oh God! You know, so yeah, Ring of Honor promos is very good. Now, obviously, mm. a lot of those he had guys like Bobby Fish to work off of. Uh, which always makes promos easier, but man, I, I I agree with you. I thought this was kind of a miss. I thought Cameron Grimes kind of stole the show. He was really funny. Like he this this Cameron Grimes character has been really really good. I wish they would actually shoot him to the moon. Um, but mm-hmm. um, no, I, I agree. I didn't I had to put the sunglasses on and the hat and. Like, oh, it's cool, Kyle. I was like, eh. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, and that might only be because of the difference, you know, with now he's a total face as opposed to, you know, with, you know, UE, he's, you know, cutting heel promos and even in Ring of Honor, uh, cutting heel heel promos. So only time will tell. Maybe he might get better with it. Um, but first matchup of the night, Sam Shaw versus Eli Drake. Oh, wait, just kidding. We're in NXT. So we get Dexter Loomis versus L.A. Knight. Um, really, this wasn't about L.A. Knight, and that's really disappointing. 
Um, this is about the continued, um, you know, kind of love love story between Dexter Loomis and the ways Indy Hartwell um, eventually, um, you know, she costs in the match in the end. Um, gosh, what are they? What are they doing? What are they doing with LA Knight? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they're kind of booking him strong. He did win the gauntlet. He did win this match, even though clearly the storyline advancement was more about Hartwell and, and Loomis. Um, the match was pretty good. This is, I mean, I've not been a huge Dexter Loomis guy either, but this is probably some of the best in-ring work he's done. I mean, it doesn't hurt that he's in there with LA Knight. Again, you know, obviously, the better your opponent, the better match you have the potential to put on. But, um, man, I really, really laughed hard at the uh, bit with him and, and Hartwell, like matching eyes and coming <laughs> and across. Coming across and, and, and then she tripped. That was so funny. I hope she did it on purpose. Uh, but if she didn't, she played it off really, really well. Um uh, but that that was hilarious. Like she plays such a really great aloof character. Um, I'm really enjoying her work with this. Yeah, she's 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 definitely the stronger of of the two females in 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 the way. Um, I think this is eventually leading off to her split with the way, maybe getting a one off with Candice LeRae. Um, but then we get like this running gag throughout throughout the show, and I'm not gonna keep referencing it because it's really kind of, kind of they did it once, it was fine, and they constantly did it, and it was just kind of okay, it's enough. Is that um, you know, Indy's infat in, infatuated at this point, and they almost come to kiss, or she almost goes to break away, and it's like and it's like oh no, oh no, don't do that, she can't do that, and it's like three or four times um, throughout this. Um, the one, the one spot a little, a little later in the show, um, they're going, uh, her and, her and Candice LeRae are going to, you know, see Regal and, you know, challenge you for the, you know, the titles again and, um, you know, get stopped in the hallway, you know, by Ember Moon and, uh, shot and Shotzi Blackheart and Indy's gone because she's, you know, staring at Dexter Loomis through a door through, you know, like a window. And it's just crazy to think that, you know, I guess Cancer is too dumb to not feel she's not there. But this whole conversation goes on, and she's like, oh, we're going to take your titles. Oh, we're going to Regal. And so they pull her in the dressing room and beat her up. But, um, yeah, one time was fine. Everything else was just kind of overkill at that point. <sighs> um. We get the sit-down interview with Io Shirai and Beth, and Beth Phoenix. Um, she puts over Raquel Gonzalez. Um, says she wants a rematch but needs a rest. In comes Frankie Monet. Um, calls Beth, Beth old, wants to fill Io's shoes. Um, and then, and this kind of popped me a little bit, is that Eo gets up and just starts yelling in her face, <laughs> and then and then Frankie Monet just stands there and is like, I, I, I don't understand, <laughs> and that and that's just typical, you know, WWE form corner back back and forth. But uh, yeah, for for those that uh, don't watch NXT or haven't been watching NXT, Frankie Monet, of course, is I have Valkyrie. 
uh, having debuted recently. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. The name put me off immediately. She's great. She does really great work on the mic. Um, sounds like Io's going to go away or go to the main roster uh, for a little while. I don't know. The women's division is not great right now. Yeah, yeah definitely hitting this. Uh, I'm interested to see if they ever address the whole John Morrison, Kaya Valkyrie thing when that time comes. Uh, and if they do how they do it, or if she just kind of gets stuck on NXT for her entire WWE run. Well, as long as they're both together, I guess. Yeah. She, stri- she strikes me as a type, unfortunately, in WWE that's going to end up doing a lot of the same work that Natty does. Yeah. Like, upper mid-card for the women, but like then she's there to get beat. Yeah, she has these weird, like, two-month runs where she's in a title picture, but then goes away for, like, a year and a half. I could easily see her being in that same spot. Yeah. Up next, Brizango um, versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, this match was fine. Um, this is one of the times where I wasn't a fan of the mid-match commercial. It really took me out of it. Um, but either way, it was a solid tag tag match. Um, Grizzled Young Vets don't go over, obviously. Um, up next, Zoe Stark taking on the debuting Saray. Um, uh, this is right after the first segment. Um, will you... William Regal is is welcoming Soraya to the, to the CWC, and the weird thing here is that this match was already announced before this, and then they still have the segment where Zoe Stark comes out and says, "Oh, it would be such an honor to face you." Yeah, the match has already been announced for days, and we're gonna air this, and it didn't say like days days ago or you know anything of that nature. They they just still ran the segment, so. Um, I thought I thought it was weird, um, but I think Saray has really big shoes to fill. So I think for the for people that are seeing her for the first time, this is very this is very underwhelming. Um, well, it's it's just the problem is is they have pushed so many of these you know foreign women mm-hmm. immediate immediately to the top. Yeah. Um, is it and, she's really, and she's she's really good, but I don't think she is Asuka or Io no. or um oh god my favorite Kyrie one Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. um yeah just I don't know I think it, you're you're immediately putting her in a no win position by. Like the the way they promote her prior to her arrival, yeah. um, uh, it's gonna be t- gonna be tough. Is she? Uh, they're just looking for the next Oscar, possible, possibly. Yeah, they tried it with Kyrie. They've tried it with uh, Io. They've been somewhat successful, but not you know Oscar level. 
yeah, I think she's just the next big Joshi star to come over and try to break through. Um, I think her big thing is that she needs a new finisher. I don't think the I don't I don't think the overhead suplex is going to last for very long, um, and especially be believable. Um, but I thought I thought it was a fun I thought it was a fun match honestly for what for for what it was. Um, yeah, I thought I thought I thought they matched really well. Um, and then post and then post match Tony Storm comes and jumps Zoe Stark, obviously continuing there from their match at uh, Takeover Stand and Deliver. Um, so we're probably gonna get another one between them. NXT Cruiserweight Open Challenge uh, for the title. It is Kushida defending against Oni Lorkin. Um, I did not expect this. This was awesome. Um, this could have been so much more, and I feel like this was very similar to the match Kushida had against Pete Dunne at TakeOver Stand and Deliver, where there was so much there, but you're giving them X amount of minutes to fit everything in. And it was, it, it was this is probably my, my, my favorite match. Um, of of the night, but um, didn't get enough time for me. Um, Kushida retains, obviously, in less than ten minutes. Um, glad, they're, glad they're finally doing something with Kushida. Um, I hate that they had to give him a a facelift, so to speak, to mm-hmm. make that happen. But because he's just so good, he's always been so good. But um, at least he's being at least he's being used. Yeah. How do you feel about him not wearing any shoes uh, or boots of of any kind? It's just tape. I do not like that personally in wrestling. It's awful. Uh, I am not a big fan of it when uh, Miro was doing it as Rusev. I do not like it with Matt Riddle. Uh, I haven't seen Kushida wrestle recently just because of work obligations but i uh am gonna have to do this yeah yeah i just i don't know i feel like unless you have a gimmick where maybe like you're a kickboxer or you know something where it's standard where they you know tape their feet like you should have some sort of ring boot or something yeah, yeah. like it fits matt riddle because he was like because he comes from uh, MMA, but it just mm-hmm. does not look good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, post-match, though, Kushida's jumped by Legato Del Fantasma, and then MSK makes the save. Um, so, spoiler alert, this is leading to a six-man tag next week which, uh, with Kushida, and MSK taking on Legato del Fantasma. Um, get a get a pretty cool promo from Mercedes Martinez. Um, definitely going after Raquel Gonzalez. Um, get a squash match. Um, Im- Imperium defeats Everrise. Everrise are the. I was really surprised by that, but I guess they're doing it to set set up. You know, a, t- a title match, I guess, but yeah, um, yeah, and 
um, I'm looking for more from here at this point, but Everrise is kind of like the Kmart grade um, John Silver Alex Reynolds, but before they were with the Dark Order. Um, um, but in our main event, Cameron Grimes, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I have this as a 1B for my favorite match, match of the night. They worked well. Um, be- before the match, though, um, Kyle O'Reilly's walking to the ring, and they're just right by the entrance. Is just carrying Cross and Scarlet just standing there. Um, so it was kind of awkward. They were just chilling. Um, but Kyle does go over in, in the end. Um, they, they kept it simple in the ring. Everything was great. Um, and that was NXT. Uh, very quick, it felt. Um, they did 841,000 live viewers. Um, that is up from 805,000 that they did from the last week. Um, and they went up 0. 0.01 um, in the 18 to 49 demographic. They were at a 0. 0.23. Um, so as I said, we get the six-man tag next week. We're going to get Dakota Kai versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, and then we are also going to get Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. If Bronson Reed wins, he will get a North American title shot. All right, on to what everybody has been waiting for, AEW this week. Um, crazy to think we're about five weeks away from double from a double or nothing. Um, and we have Blood and Guts coming up here. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but kicking off the show, um, a potential future AEW World Heavyweight Championship match. We get Ricky Starks uh, with Hook taking on Hangman Adam Page. And this, this match was outstanding. I enjoyed every bit of it from start to finish. We've said it here before. Um, Ricky Starks is a star. Hangman Page, obviously a star. Um, um, I feel like if they were given more time, it may have added a little bit, but they got it in under nine minutes. I'm wondering if Starks really got hurt. Um, I yeah, couldn't. That. I couldn't get a good angle on that uh, move where he started favoring the ankle. I don't know if that was kayfabe in it, but he did favor it coming out later on in the night. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you were talking about the one where uh, he lands on the back of his neck, and then commentary says he's landed on his feet. <laughs> well, and, yeah, but, I mean, I obviously botched that spot. He was uh, definitely yeah. supposed to to get through. Like yeah, he he no sold the shit out of that. Um, yeah, but I mean, but it, it still it still kind of looked like uh. Like like how they wanted it to, I think, even with him not getting all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see what exactly is going to go on here because, you know, we'll talk about it obviously later on in the show, but Hangman's going to wrestle another Team Taz member uh, next week. And, you know, Dark Order came out for the save. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I mean,. <laughs> Are they just going to let that hang in the air? Yeah. Like, Hangman is their buddy, but he'll never yeah. join them. Is that just going to be the thing? At some yeah, point, the Dark Order's got to turn on him, right? I if, don't if know. He if he doesn't join? I think, you I think for the think so. 
I think for the short term, just to enjoy it for what it is. I think um, it's hard to make the Dark Order heal right now. Um, I don't. I don't really know if you can ever make them heal, um, especially with everything that is that has happened in the last handful of months. Um, I think you can. I think you make Brody Lee's son be the one bringing down the heel. Uh... It's dark. No, <laughs> well, I mean. Make his son do it. <laughs> have, have, have his son come out and be like, it was me the whole time. And, it was me, and Austin. be like, didn't you guys, like, do you guys remember who my dad was? Like, you know, this, all yeah. of a sudden he dies, you make him a saint. Remember what he truly was. I, I like mean, that. It's a little dark. I, would, I love it. I wouldn't mind that. I think that's the only way you can get them back to be yeah. heels. Yeah. yeah. Something, something, something along those lines. Yeah, you need his son to do the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Hangman Adam Page does win um, via, sub, via submission, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I think that just makes him that much more credible as a main event con- contender. Yeah. Uh, post, post-match, uh, Taz like, yo, yo, Page, you got to... Yo, watch your back, man. And then, uh, no, like, li- like, like, literally, watch your back. Yeah, like you have Hook just standing there for seconds, just waiting, and then just chop blocks Adam Page. Um, we get Brian Cage, and then the Dark Order come in to run, uh, run in and make the save. Um, yeah. Then next match we have Trent taking on Penta El Cerro Miedo. Um. Yeah. Um, first of all, I I hate Alex Ab- Abrahante so bad. I think he's just a waste. <laughs> like, uh, and but Ryan, um, yeah, I know. But Ryan, I know. Trent, your mom sucks. Yeah, she probably does. <laughs> um, just another ring rat. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen this match already. Um, and I didn't realize I did. I mean, the the match was fine. The match, the match was good. Um, but I've seen this match before. Um, it it was very cookie cutter from what we've seen from both of these guys in the past. Um, yeah. Um, I, I I just don't know about this kind of rehashing of a feud between Death Triangle and. And and best friends, um, I think I think I think we need trios titles is what is what we need. That is definitely lacking at this point. Yeah, yeah, um, you know because you have your your main tag team titles um, that are that are in kind of the main event at the moment. Um, so now you have all of these trio trios potentials. Um, I think that would add a little bit to this feud, um, but. And with how many stables they have in AEW, yeah. they really need it. Because uh, it feels like it's, you know, Kenny Omega and the Elite. Young Bucks have the tag titles right now. You have Inner Circle, who are kind of feuding with Pinnacle, which takes them off the map, which is okay. You're starting to get uh, the Factory and the Nightmare Family started up. Uh, and like I don't mind stables, uh, but you gotta be more than 
what is like your plan with all of these stables? Because you can't have everybody just going after two titles. Well, that's the beautiful thing about stables. I think you're you're looking at it the wrong way. Is creating natural rivalries is how you can Ooh. successfully keep people away from title runs and having worthwhile storylines. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I do agree with you though that a trio's title to to help add another. I mean, we got the title on the Bucks, and and one thing I do like about AEW. Um, is that they make their titles not just relevant, but they make them important because they don't hot potato them every two months yeah. like you get in WWE. Um, and that's a, that's a good thing, but I agree with you guys that like it also can hinder some of these tag groups because, well, you're not going to have the tag belts change hands every month or two. So how do you elevate these these guys? Because at some point they just elevate them to lose to the Jacksons. So yeah. what do you what do you do? So I agree, a trio's title would be big time. But now I, I I've I've always been, I think the one begging the drum for stables. I love what we're doing here with uh, this. I love the factory, um, mm-hmm. man. That's 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 quality stuff. Uh, yeah. We'll get to, we'll get to that in a minute. And I oh, think yeah. part of that, Pat, is just we're different eras of wrestling. Uh, you grew up watching it more so in the 90s when stables were more, more prevalent. I kind of am more 2010, late 2000s, where it felt, you know, it was you're a single or you're a tag guy. There were no stables. Yeah, that's kind of WWE has has really messed that up because yeah. even even now when they try stables, I mean, outside of the undisputed era, what uh, and Imperium for that matter, what stables in the last ten years have really worked yeah. consistently? I mean, maybe you call the New Day a stable, but I wouldn't really necessarily they're, call them a stable. They're a tag team under the Freebird rules, in my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't really consider them a stable. Yeah. Yeah. But. All right. We get we get the pineapple sit down. Um. Just MJF just being exactly what we've been wanting since he kind of slipped into the inner circle and all that mess. Um. Just 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 cuts an outstanding promo. Um. And then, and then we get Ward, and then we get Wardlow, who gets a lot of promo time here compared to what um, to what he's normally been getting. Um, but essentially, um, the goal here is MJF is coming for Jericho's spot. Um, he said, he said, I remember beating you, and then and it means that I'm better than you. Um, so it, this this is just so well done, and they are investing in this more than they should, and it's worth it. Um, I'm very interested to, to see how they do blood and guts. I guess now. Um, did you yeah. did did you catch that they said that was a one match event? 
And it's scheduled. It's scheduled to be a dynamite. So that's going to be a. Is it going to be a two-hour match? We going to get a um, two-hour match there, or are we looking more like there's going to be some vignettes, there's going to be some interviews, and you know, going on while they maybe they do something where they set up, they're setting up the cages and talking pre-match to both teams or something. But it just seemed like two hours. That's going to be. I mean, even if you put them in there for an hour and a half. Yeah. That's yeah, a the lot. Way that, the way that I see it um, is that even the longer war, war Games matches have, have, have gone less than an hour. Yeah. Um, I think you almost have to, for that first hour, you have to do promos and vignettes. And you almost have to do, like, a road to... Uh, just for this, and then right at that nine o'clock. Now, at that point, it does seem like kind of a waste of a dynamite. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, and see, this is where I'm torn because I say that in one breath, and then the next breath is they are investing everything they have into this one episode, into this one match. I, I wonder <laughs> if it's almost like uh, misspoken. Like the one match, it's a one match event in that the blood and guts is a one. Like we're only doing this once. It may be like Darby Allen or whoever the TNT champion is by then, in case you know we might lose it. Who knows? Uh, wrestles to put his belt up because he's a fighting champion before the show, you know. And we have maybe a title match like that. I mean, it goes fifteen twenty minutes, and then you get all that. Segway stuff while they're setting the cages up. Who knows? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I really have no idea how they're going to play it. I just, I agree with you. Like you said, the longer War Games matches, really only getting up to like an hour at, at longest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, you like I'm like, out? I actually didn't even consider like, how are they going to do two hours in a War Games match? Well, excuse me, Blood and Guts. Uh, I think some information will become clear next week when we get the, uh, what did Jericho call it? The array, the they're gonna they're they're gonna have a parlay parlay next week to discuss the rules and how everything is going to work. Yeah, so I think we'll get a lot of information with that, which we'll cover next week. Uh, but ooh, it, ooh. I have no idea how they're gonna fill a full dynamite with just this match. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, if they were to do one of their, you know, interim pay-per-views, like a Beach Bash or whatever <sighs> other ones they've had, I could see it making sense as, you know, you know, that's the final match of the night. I just don't know how this is going to play out, and I'm interested to see. Yeah, um... Let's but, say it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say it is kind of like a war game style. Um, who are your Iron Men for the two teams? Who do you who do you put in there to to last for all that time while you wait for people to get added? See, it's got to be got to be Spears for the Pinnacle. <sighs> Bless you. Ooh. And then then Guevara, right? I mean, Spears and Guevara got to start that thing. 
You mean? I mean, God, I love Jericho, but we've seen him. He him gas. We've seen him gas. He's going to be the last guy on their team, probably. Uh, him or Hager. Those have to be the first two. I mean, unless you're going to put in one of Pride and Powerful. Uh, yeah, and I could, I could see. Uh... You're going to get Wardlow and Sammy as your starters. Wordlow, maybe. I mean, well, no, they did give him a lot of promo time. I'm very happy to see what the actual rules are, though, because yeah. even with next week's par, even with next week's parlay, um, they still haven't announced, you know, whether there's going to be an advantage or, um, you know, because that's typical, you know, war, war game style is that they'll have a match of some sort to determine. Uh, who's got the advantage? So it may not be what we're what we're thinking. It may be uh, something a little different. But that is for next week's parlay. Um, and on to use that as a segue. Yeah, AEW Women's Championship match. Uh, champion Hikaru Shida defending against number one contender Ty Conti. Um, uh, there were a couple times I got caught in the work during this match, um, and that is because I've not been a huge fan. And this just go and I'll start off by saying this because I liked this match a lot. Um, yeah, I am. What I'm not a fan of is the lack of depth um, that the AEW Women's Division still has, and. I say that to say that there are plenty of women that we have on dark and elevation that we are that you know aren't, aren't credible contenders right now, yeah. and that's why we see a lot of these recycled matchups. Uh, I was curious how many women wrestlers the AEW had who signed wrestlers. None of these were on a handshake deal. They're on. They're exclusively on dark. Uh, right from the AEW website, 22 women on their roster. Yeah. And, um, you know what? I That's actually a, a decent amount of women, though. Yeah. yeah. It's just, who do, who do we invest in? I think is I there, think is the is question. There, is there any doubt at this point that Jade Cargill is going to be the one to take the belt off Sheeta? Um, Oh yeah, um, Sheeta does end up winning this match. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot we didn't actually say who won. No, you're you're fine. Um, I got popped by the finish too. Uh, well, by the false finish. Um, but it's ve- it's very interesting you say that because right after the match, um, you know we get you know, Britt Baker to come out and you know she puts the rankings up on up on up on you know the Titan Tron, you know, and it just shatters and it shows. Britt Baker is the number one contender. Um, so I'm thinking all it might, arrows. It might be Britt. It might be, but if she wins, who's There's the face? There's already a story there, too. Who's the who's the face if, if Britt wins? I who, mean, who's the next in line? That's a great question. Um, I, I don't, think uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, maybe but Thunder again, Rosa, dipping, but we've already done that. Yeah, you're, you're which they're right not opposed well to. Again, exactly. Yeah, I just think I think Jade Cargill's on the fast track to superstardom. Oh, uh, she's I think she's if, got she's got it. She's still got I, some raw. 
raw things to figure out in the ring, but she is an absolute star in the making for in the women's division. She's so good. I completely agree with you. I think that the fact that she is still green, I need to see more of her. I oh, think it, it, it could end up being two. It could still be two more pay-per-views from now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, I think you're right. She is on the fast track. She's a star. Um, the singles matches she's had, she's improved, whether it be a little or a lot. Um, I think just the fact that uh, this match went 12-18, and I thought it was really good. Um, I just think she needs to work some of the longer matches first uh, before we pull that trigger. But I'm all I've I've turned the tide um, since I first saw her. Um, she is a star, um, but it does look like we're getting Sheeta and Britt and and Britt Baker. I don't know how long we can keep the title on Sheeta at the at this point. I really yeah. Don't. But but here's my thing, and and Britt Baker is capable of being the women's champion, and she's capable of carrying a division. So it won't shock me. Um, I just feel like Cargill's got to be the one to beat Sheeta because it's got to mean something when Sheeta loses. It's true. It's got to be somewhat. I I don't think it could be a retread. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if you're, um, I mean. You know, Mel- see- Mel- Meltzer is predicting that it's going to be Baker Sheeta at uh, double or nothing for what it's worth. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, there, there's a lot of that card that people are already projecting uh, mm-hmm. with o- Omega Hangman, mm-hmm. the Bucks versus Mox and Kingston, uh, Darby and Sco- uh, Scorpio Sky. But. Ooh. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that card that's already forming, and you can see it forming. I probably will have something. We'll have a big match between. Uh, well, you. I think. Well, we'll get there. I'll, I'll hold off because we got to talk about it still. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um. But no, it was a it was a solid match. Um. I definitely. I I was convinced this is going to be the uh, the uh, title change. Here, um, Matt. Matt. Uh, Matt was Matt was buying that too. That maybe it was uh, time for she to drop the belt. Yeah, he really, he he was really all in on a, no pun intended, all in on a, someone lose dropped the belt last night. Um, but uh, to your but to your point, Pat, they're not one to ping pong titles, and I really don't know who would be in line to face Ty Conti, and who would be the one to take it off or just to put it onto Cargill. Uh, I will say, uh, Double or Nothing is, you know, May 30th, so it's a month out, and there are no matches announced yet, so. Yeah, those are, all those were rumored by, yeah, yeah. by Meltzer. Um, there, yeah, none of those obviously have been announced, they're not going to announce anything like that this far away, but, um, yeah. you know. I don't, I don't think you see anything until, un, until after Blood and Guts. Honestly, because oh, yeah. that's going to be a huge. I mean, Blood and Guts is what two weeks? Yes, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Up, up next, Miro with an amazing vignette. This is the Miro I've wanted to see the whole time. 
I was very excited when he came in and he was the best man and that was great. And uh, he's he's sick of Kip Sabian not not being here and he's ready to beat people up. He calls out Darby Allen, calls out Kenny Omega, um, just just great stuff. Uh, face he, paint wearing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is another guy that is a superstar waiting to happen, but they're loaded. They are. They're really loaded, and they're they're doing a good job, in my opinion, mm-hmm. finding finding credible things for these guys to do. Wow. Not like, like I said, like we're also used to a new Intercontinental Champ every two months with a new contender every pay per view. Yeah, uh, and we don't get that here in AEW because there's long term booking, there's long term storylines. Um, you know, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how things play out. I mean, obviously, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be different. Yeah. Um up next we get the we get the inner circle um for their for their fireside chat, you could say. Um you know, we get a we get an off the cuff song from Jericho kind of off the rails towards the end. Um but it's but essentially um Jer- Jericho gets serious at the end of this. Um he says, you know, MJF better own his soul because on May fifth they own the Pinnacle's ass, um, which I thought was great. We lost Pat. Um, that's all right. He's probably um, going just to make himself some. I'm, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. I just I'm plugging in my computer. Oh, you're good. I, uh, battery warning. You're good. You're not going to miss anything here because up next it's Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall. I thought this was a misprint. I'm not going to lie. I thought they meant one of the other younger. Um, higher, higher potential. Um, you thought they meant you know, one of the gun sons, not red, not not retired guns. Um, well, this was the they, this was the right gun though to use in this situation. It was it was the right gun. Um, you can see the steroids have done a work a number on Billy Gunn's body. Um, but you know we get a we get a run in from Anthony Ogogo. Um, hits him in the stomach. QT Marshall gets the win. The match was really awful. Um, but that's not what we're here for. We're here for the story. Um, you know, um, you know, we get, uh, we get a go-go giving QT Marshall a chair, but then we get Dustin Rhodes in for the save. Um, and then, and then, you know, Dustin takes this chair and then hits Nick Comrado over the head. Uh, he's, you know, flexing up. and um, oh, It was great. He would have sold that chair shot to the head. Yes. And, um, it, was, and it was a wooden chair. I didn't yes, mention that, but it was, that was a... Definitely. That was very like, prob- mostly it. rigged. It was, it, was, it was a popsicle stick chair, but it still did, it, did its job. Yeah. Um, the, effect, the effect was good. The, the presentation looked good. Two things here for me. Number one, um, I guess QT Marshall is the head of the factory. Yes. 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 Uh, I. Uh, why do you need help defeating Bill, Billy Gunn? That's my thing. Sorry. If you're going to be the head of this, and 
you know, this could all just be. And I hate these, agreeing with. I hate these, agreeing with Matt, but uh, the factory can't be a giant vehicle to push Anthony Ogogo. Yeah, that is what this is. And maybe not just Anthony Ogogo, but uh, Camarado definitely oh. is another dude that you can sell to the freaking moon. Yeah, um, he's got he's got the look, and he is got a big big man power game for sure. He's he's oh, yeah. legit. That dude's legit as well. Uh, yeah, QT Marshall is the leader here, but he's the leader in the sense that like he is pulling the strings. I don't think mm-hmm. we're gonna see QT Marshall using these guys to get him world titles. Yeah, like, yeah. this is uh, QT Marshall of I'm the leader. Because I trained you guys. It's not, you know, I'm the leader because I'm the best. Yeah. Um, my number two thing is I need to see more from Ant- I need to see more from Anthony Adogo. Well, they're clearly I protecting him because he's not ready. Very, very, and it's definitely obvious. Um, but if he can develop more than a punch. And I got into it with your with your brother last night because I pissed. Um, you know, but if 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 we can develop him to be more than just a you know right punch to the stomach guy for the win, you know we're we're gonna be in great shape. I'm in the same boat as you, Ryan. You can't just have one move, and from what I've seen, he just has the gut punch, and that's pretty much it. I mean, he's. I mean, he's had a match and he's been training. Yeah. But I think. I think Pat's 100 percent right there for protecting him at this point. But you know what, man? Did you see that guy last night? Oh yeah. He has the look. He's money. Oh yeah. He has. He he. Print and sell those t-shirts, baby. There's your new nature boy. <laughs> Speaking of t-shirts. Um, we go, we, we get a segment featuring the elite now in (laughs) their own trailer, um, talking about how they're the reason the bullet club shirt line exploded. And then the revolution that became AEW, um, Kenny Omega go starts to go on a rant a little bit, uh, sick of, sick of John Moxley. And then you just hear this giant horn blaring in the background. And my first thought, okay, because because you know we have rebellion coming up on Sunday. I said this has got to be Swan. You know, the one time we see Rich Swan on AEW television. You know, um, I was so wrong. It was John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in a big truck. They drive right into the trailer, and somebody used magic because. You go into that trailer and all the elite are gone. Yeah. Uh, it was very clear uh, the first part of that was pre-tape. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wish they would have, like, had the door open or something kind of to, like... If you go back and watch, the other door on the far side of the trailer is open. Is it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, they essentially destroy the trailer. They've got pipes. Um, where are their Where are their sneakers? Um, Mox throws a pipe through the window and almost catches Eddie Kingston. I thought that was great because he was like, "Can you wait till I'm out of the way?" Um, I love you, man. But geez, good stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm very upset. Um, and I haven't really looked in into this as much, but um, there, I guess there's a reason why we haven't seen Rich Swan on AEW tele- television to kind of, you know, build to build this feud up a little bit to get more eyes on Impact. Probably has things to do with COVID. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah, COVID's a scapegoat now, kind of. No, 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 no think about it. The My issue have, with that, though, Pat, the, is if it's only, the, it's only one way, though, really. No, nope, nope, nope. You're wrong. Yeah, it's two ways. No. Because okay. here's, here's the thing. If you're, a, paying, if, you're, if you're paying attention... All the tapings have been split. So if Kenny has been on AEW, he's only done taped things for Impact and vice versa. They haven't shown, they haven't been on tapings at the same time where there couldn't be a quarantine period. Yeah. So they were shot at vastly different times in that for that purpose. Yeah. So COVID could, uh, I'm, I'm only. Again, you know, speculating it's not a hundred percent, but Impact shot a bunch of stuff, and AEW shot a bunch of stuff. It was timed out where if Kenny was in ring on one show or the other, there was a quarantine time. Yeah, so Um, that's a that's that's part of it. Um, but they have their Impact has been totally taped since the last pay per view. Yeah, Uh, I will say. And this is the last thing I wanted to say about this segment. Moxley and Kingston stole that segment. Kingston looks like he's lost a little bit of weight. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. He looked like he was in good shape. Looked great. Um, um, here, here is the one thing I'll say about this that I love is you have probably your top three, or at least three or four, if you count Cody draws in one segment that's not live or not, you know, in ring on your two-hour show and you still did over a million views and you were able to spend all that ring time putting over guys like Hobbs and Starks and Hangman mm-hmm. and all these, all this young talent. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. We're going to – we got to pick up the pace here just to air – uh, next match, Christian Cage taking on Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, stemming from last week where Christian Cage did not join Team Taz. Um, they didn't want him. Yeah, we have Christian picking up the victory here. Um, on the surface, you can be upset, but if you're bringing in Christian for a, for a run, this is how you do it. Um, you have him being being dominated for most of the match, and then you know, kind of yeah. establishing himself now as, you know, kind of, you know, this comeback guy. Um, so this is definitely a match where, you know, Hobbs lost, but he really didn't lose because he looked fantastic. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. This was perfect booking because ultimately, you know, you're using Christian to put over talent, but you got to yeah. build him up in AEW to put him over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say that he stole this match. You know, mm-hmm. Hobbs got Hobbs got cocky and taunted right before his finisher, but Hobbs threw him around the goddamn ring. 
Um, Hobbs, they made Hobbs. They booked him so strong. And then they just had him pull a rookie mistake to get beat. And, yep. you know, when you get beat by a wily veteran like Christian, like mm-hmm. that, that type of loss doesn't hurt you. It only elevates you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then we get a Jade Cargill seg- uh, a segment where everybody's trying to sign her and Somebody. they're going to have to bring their paychecks. Yep. Exactly what we want. And then on to the main event. Uh, Darby Allen defending the TNT Championship against Jungle Boy to a huge pop and ovation. Um, and um, unfortunately, Darby Allen is retaining here. Um, this was a great match. I really enjoyed the back and forth. I got caught in the work towards the end because I kept an eye on the match and then the time, match time. Um, and then just i really thought this was the move and then after what happened post match i'm very happy they didn't pull the trigger because i have a theory on who the next tnt champion is going to be um solid match all around though the one thing i didn't like about this and if they address it then i'll be fine um i don't like that darby basically had to cheat to win yep Without them really showing signs of a heel turn. You know what that um, means, though, Pat? That means his title run's coming to an end. Yeah, the hope, hopefully. Uh, Jungle Boy looked like the better of the two guys. I mean, these are obviously two of the main building blocks AEW's building on for the next mm-hmm. 10 years. But um, Jungle Boy was really good. And at some point, we're going to have to talk about what are we doing to change Jungle Boy's, uh, you know, change his persona, change his character? Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know how long we can sustain the Jungle Boy thing. Um, I think the best um, case scenario uh, is he just goes by Jungle Jack Perry. I. I, for one, am looking forward to the heel turn when we get Gentleman Jack Perry. Oh, stop. <sighs> yeah. Um, so what I was alluding to post-match, we get a run-in from the newly formed tag team of Scorpio Sky and all-ego Ethan Page. Um, I was all for it, and then Lance Archer made a run-in and made the save, and then... Sting came out right behind him. Um, the, it was it was kind of a cluster to end the show. I think it would have been fine just yeah. having Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky come out. But um, Archer honestly, went in to make the save and immediately got kicked in the balls. That's great. Which that's good stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'm tired of Darby Allen. He's good. Yeah. He's a good wrestler. I'm tired of I'm tired of the booking with him. Yeah, I don't think you have to wait too much longer. I think it's double or nothing. Yeah. Good. I think every other title is retained except for the two that were defended tonight. I think that's a good assumption. Yeah. Um but folks, that is it for the WrestleCast. Um actually AEW, sorry. A AEW's rating uh for the week. Um so last week we got to one point two one nine. This week, it dipped a little. We got to 1.1. But still, um, 
as far as evening primetime cable television, Dynamite was the number two most watched television show on Wednesday nights, and that says something about your brand. Um, uh, out of curiosity, do you know it was number one? Was it Snowfall? Probably. Was it Snowfall? Because Snowfall is huge. Yeah. Um, time to give our friends a next-gen wrestling air weekly shout-out. June 27th, 2021, Knoxville, Tennessee. Tickets available now at nextgentn.net. Adult tickets are $18. Children tickets are $15. So far, your announced list, we have Calvin Tankman, Trey Lamar. Uh, we have Kenji Brea, Blanco Loco, Levi Everett, Sean Hoodrick, Warhorse. Uh, we also have Menace, uh, Davey Richards, who is going to have a wrestling seminar um, hours before the show. Uh, Dylan McQueen, Caden Sade, uh, Caleb with a K, Danny Moe, Shug D, also known as Sugar Dunkerton, also known as Pineapple Heat. We're going to get Dream Girl Ellie, Shane Andrews, um, Kenzie Page, uh, Saad, and then just announced before the show today, M-Dog 20, good old Matt Cross, who was just very recently on NWA. Uh, we'll be all at the party bowl, guys. P- PWO is making PWO is making the six to seven hour trip to Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, for all weekend, show. baby, we'll be there all, all weekend. weekend. All weekend. So, guys, go over. All right, they are at Next Gen TN on all social media. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, go get your tickets. They are selling fast. Okay, and that's not coming from us. That is coming from the people who run the dang promotion. Okay, so go and get your tickets. Go buy them. Get a chance to see dudes like Trey Lamar before you have to watch them on TV week to week. There's some guys on this show. There's some guys on this show that you're not going to be seeing on the indies for very much longer. Probably would not be on the indie scene if it wasn't for things like COVID. Um, there are a lot of super young, talented dudes on this, uh, on this, um, gosh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking out, on the card. Um, definitely make the trip. If you're in the area, buy the tickets. We, uh, we can't wait. I know um, I just like the number one thing going on for my summer is, is this trip for us. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are going to, we're going to have a good time. We're going to party in Knoxville. We're going to have a lot of interviews for you guys that weekend. A lot of behind the scenes. A lot of cool behind the scenes stuff is going to be happening. Um, come be a part of it. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. So, guys, you're going to go and buy your ticket. Then you're going to head over to the PWOU YouTube page. Alvarez versus Meltzer all over the place. Uh, we're working on some brand new, fresh, original content. We're on maybe getting some creative control back in order. Um, but, guys, you, you need some time to burn. Go watch some premium, original quality content. And then if you're enjoying that content and you're enjoying this content, you go to that link you see on your screen. Or if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you go to kofi.com slash pwo123. It's as easy as one, two, three. And for just the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can support hand, hand, handsome gentlemen just like ourselves. 
with that being said, gentlemen, it's been a blast. Next next yeah. week we get big money Matt back. Um, hopefully you all can join us. Um, be sure to look out for our Impact Rebellion prediction show coming this weekend. That card is stacked. It's Spoiler alert, Kenny Omega. <laughs> it's going to be headlined by Impact World Champion Rich Swan defending his title against AEW World Champion Kenny Omega. It's going to be winner take all. Um, so keep a lookout for the prediction show for that. Guys, I'm Ryan with Matt and Pat. We will see you next you, uh, time. You want to take a second shot at who you're with, Ryan? No. <laughs> no. This is uh, this is Ben, not Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I don't. I don't. I don't host this show anyway. And uh, okay. Matt, I believe you mean Kenny. Oh, oh my God! Eric, God. Please cut the feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh Goodbye and good night. <laughs> <laughs>